Friends, I have an energetic episode for you this time as we get closer to wrapping up this season of Life Repurpose Podcast. Tracy Steele is here and she's talking about how we can apply design principles to what God is doing in our lives. She talks about a redesigned life and how God has taken her through some different paths, twists and turns, and how he has applied some of those principles of contrast and color and all of the things Tracy talks about him. She's a professional designer who has turned this into redesigning hearts and homes. So it's a, a wonderful metaphor. I love a good metaphor. We also talk about hallway moments and how she's had some of those herself where she's kind of stuck in the middle and wondering what the next thing is. If you're wondering what God's purpose is in the middle of something that didn't go as planned, this is the episode for you. You're listening to Life Repurposed, where you'll find practical biblical wisdom for everyday living creative inspiration, and helpful resources. Grow your faith, improve your relationships, discover your purpose, and reach your goals with topics to encourage you to find hope amid the trashy stuff of life. Thanks for joining me today. I'm your host, Michelle Rayburn. Let me introduce you to Tracy Steele. She graduated with a Bachelor of Science in Interior Design, and she was eager to change her clients' lives by improving the interior space they occupied. She thought she had the blueprints for her future completed, but then she met and fell in love with Jesus, and he changed everything. Since then, she has pursued a different kind of interior design. God's true design for Tracy involves improving the interior space of the hearts and minds of women around her. She has degrees in biblical leadership and a master's in biblical and theological studies. As a military wife and mother of two, Tracy currently pursues her passion for ministry on a national basis through her speaking and writing ministry, and she enjoys serving women locally via various ministry opportunities in her church. Tracy loves to travel and teach at women's events and shares her heart as a contributor on many websites. Let's jump into my conversation with Tracy. Tracy, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you for having me, Michelle. I'm excited to be here. So when we met in Texas at a podcaster's conference, I was actually drawn first to your book cover. I can't hold it up because my listeners aren't going to be able to see it anyway. So I'll link to it in the show notes so they can see a redesigned life. But because of life repurposed, I just knew that at some point we needed to sit down and have a conversation. I love it. And I know we were kindred spirits because whether it's we're repurposing something old or we're going into a space, Michelle, that's never been decorated, never has any items in it. It's all part of that designer part of who we are. And as you know, our God is the master architect, right? He's the master repurposer of all things. And so I love that we have that similarity that we can take, whether it's old stuff or new stuff. Yeah beauty in it, his beauty really in it and give it a new home for a new purpose. So I love it. I love it. I love it. And your colors were like, oh, I love the blues and the oranges and reds that go together and stuff. So I was even drawn to that part of it. But and what's um, really cool is the cover was actually hand drawn by somebody 
in-house in the publisher. And I liked it because as you can tell, when you look at it, all the lines, Michelle are not perfect. They're not all equally spaced. And I yeah. thought, and as you know, and if you told your listeners, our lives are not like that. Like right. who, who's all perfectly <laughs> drawn and put together all the time? Not me. So I thought the cover was artistic though. I mean, I don't usually get into on the podcast. I don't generally talk about book design, but I just have to say <laughs> that there was something about like when I picked up your book and thumbed through it, that um, the design of the book itself drew me in. So this is like a testament to why design is actually important. And as you know, our God is in the details, yeah. right? Yeah. And good design is a bunch of beautiful details, all accumulated, all put together into one overall design. And so whether it's the book, whether it's again, our living rooms, Mm -hmm. like I think sometimes we think, oh my gosh, I need to have this big grandiose couch or this big grandiose, (laughs) you know, house from beginning to end, but look at the details, ladies, Mm -hmm. look at the details of your life, because the same thing applies. God is going to redesign. He's going to repurpose. And it's those small details that are sometimes the most beautiful, but yet we Mm -hmm. often overlook those. Yeah. Yeah. That makes me think of, well, actually it makes me think of starting over because the design creates like an emotion and a feeling. And there have been times when I have done something and decided I I just have to start this over. It does not convey what I want (laughs) it to convey. And the life is like that too, where there are some do-overs that we've had in life. So Mm -hmm. I'd love to know a little bit about your faith journey. Sure. We'll talk about a major (laughs) (laughs) do-over. Where do we begin? Uh, Because like probably any of your listeners, like I'm a dreamer. You know, I was a little girl once too. It was many, many years ago. Um, But I had dreams, Michelle, like I'm going to do this with my life and I'm going to do that. And I'm going to be this major ballerina. And then it was going to be this major interior designer. And I would love to tell you all that that's exactly (laughs) what happened. It did not. (laughs) <laughs> like all of those things did not happen. Whatsoever. I know you became a designer though, right? <laughs> I did for a little bit, but what was interesting was that at some point, um, you know, I just had the money. I had the corporate success. Like I even had people telling me, oh yeah, you've got it girl. Like keep going. And it was me, myself and I, the, the unholy <laughs> Trinity as people like to say, but somewhere along there as God can only do, Um, I ended up just coming in contact with, you know, one of those girlfriends, right. And you all probably have that friend that you maybe never saw coming, but she's just left that, that impact on your life. Mm. And she just was part of, of the bigger story that God has for you to change you and to sharpen you. And so anyway, she had a heart for teenage girls and she wanted to serve in our church. And I get on the interior designer. I don't know nothing about teenagers, but I got your paint. I got your couch (laughs) and I got your wallpaper, but she forced me ladies like, forced me to go pretty much lie to the youth pastor and say, yeah, I love teen girls. I'll disciple them. And somehow as a new Christian, I ended up having this group of freshman girls that were looking to me <laughs> to tell them something more about God. And I'm thinking, I don't know what I'm <laughs> going to do. But anyway, long story short. Uh, and if you read my book, you'll hit, you know, my testimony is that I fell in love with those little faces looking up at me. And I thought, you know what, that was me you know, in my teens and nobody stepped in at that point in my life to say, you do need a do over. And his name is Jesus Christ. And so I went after the money and I went after the corporate success. And I went after guy after guy and all these things to try to fulfill me. When I finally met Jesus and accepted him as my savior, it was like the blinders just came off. Mm -hmm. And I saw these young girls following in the same steps in the same 
progression. Nobody was teaching them about the gospel. Nobody was saying, this is where your beauty comes from, or this is where your significance comes from. And so I didn't want them to miss out on all these years with Jesus. And so that was when I always like to say, God called me into a different kind of interior design that looked a whole lot like taking his word and redesigning the interior spaces that matter most, which would be our hearts and our minds with his timeless truths. And so that started my journey from going from the corporate world of interior design, money started to lose its, uh, you know, gravity, gravity, uh, all the things I thought I wanted. It's just, it became about the ministry. It became about teaching these young girls, the truths of Jesus's life. And so eventually, as you know, I left the corporate world for good. I've never looked back, went to Phoenix seminary, uh, in my mid twenties, which is hilarious. Cause I never went to a Bible college. I mean, <laughs> you know, a woman going to seminary at that time, it was right. heard of, you know, so it's all these well, I won't say old pastor guys, but they were. And then this 20 something year old, you know, it's like a scene from the movie Legally Blonde. You know, if you see that, <laughs> I was a fish out of water. But man, I fell in love with God's word mm-hmm. and just learning how to counsel somebody or how to teach it better. I mean, that's what seminary started to do. And then, yeah, I've been in full time uh, vocational ministry ever since. But you asked about the do over. And I feel like yeah. my entire life, ladies has been one do over. And there are so many small, we just talked about details too. So many details, these small moments mm-hmm. where God has said, yes, you are forgiven. Yes, you are significant. Yes. The money doesn't matter. Yes. The title doesn't matter. I was even a stay at home mom for several years and I felt so insignificant, so unseen, but now my kids are teenagers. And I'm telling you young moms, if you're out there, those years that I invested in my babies where nobody else could see, but God mm-hmm. is now paying dividends because now I'm seeing them as, as junior high students serving in the church and loving Jesus. And anyway, I could go on and on, but <laughs> I'm just so grateful for all of those do-overs um, because God, as you, as you've said before too, he's repurposing me through them. Like you, I pursued a career for money at first. I, I went to school and became a registered nurse and then left that and stayed home. And I remember wrestling with that decision of leaving a career that also meant giving up some dreams I had for a type of house we were going to live in and the type of car we were going to drive. It changed a lot of things. It sounds to me like God gave your life an entire new direction though. Totally. Totally. And we're not rich. I mean, you know, my kids would even be on here and be like, yeah, you know, but I'll tell you what we do have, you know, we have togetherness. We have Mm -hmm. the peace of Christ. We have the forgiveness. And those are things that no paycheck. Right. Yeah. And I, and I've earned them has ever given. There is something that is so simple about following God. And maybe he will make us millionaires because I right. know. Yeah. Right? Just for the listener who's out there, yeah. he's like, he's you a know, millionaire. Don't feel guilty. Some people we'll take, do have both. <laughs> that's right. And a lot of people do and they yeah. do it well. But I'm just saying for our family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't maybe ended up anywhere near what I was going to end up doing. But man, there's this peace that comes when you abide in Christ. and You allow him to repurpose you and redesign your life. Again, all of the material blessings and things that I've been able by his grace to achieve, which are great and wonderful, they have they've paled. They've just paled to knowing him. So I love that your tagline now reads redesigning hearts and homes, yes. which really ties it all together. 
I love a good metaphor. I mean, I love a word picture. I love to see something. So you have these six principles of design and you've used them as a framework for God's design for life. So you have movement, emphasis, pattern, contrast, balance, space. Did I get them right? Yes, you did. So I'd like to know a little bit more about how you developed that idea and for the listener, how God's design for life works. Yeah. And so those were actually six principles that before the whole Jesus and ministry call that I would actually use space pattern emphasis. When I would walk again into a blank space and say, okay, I've got this client who has needs. How can I make this space functional? How can I make it beautiful? I would literally go back to these designs. So when you're out in the design world, you can even be an artist. You probably use balance and emphasis when you're painting or when you're drawing. So these are just well-known principles. But for this book, what I started to notice, Michelle, when I was out speaking at different women's events or youth things, that a lot of women were coming up saying, listen, I go to church and I am praying and my life is not going the way again that I had designed for it to go the way that I thought it was going to go. Where's God? You know, he's not answering my prayer. This is falling apart. My expectations aren't being like, how is he, does he see, does he care? Is he moving? And so I start as I was praying about, okay, how can I come around them? And again, women, we are visual. Yeah. We love things that are beautiful. Okay. That, that is by design, as Mm -hmm. I say in the book. And so I started to think, okay, is there a way? And I started to think about these principles. And I thought, wait a second, if God is our master architect and he's our master designer, he's already got the plans, the will right for us laid out. Scripture is clear. He is sovereign over all. Could he use emphasis? in our life to redesign us. Yes, he can. Does he use balance? Does he use patterns? Does he use movement? And y'all, it was like, again, God just opened up that creative part of my heart to say there are parallels, like biblical parallels between real world design principles and the way God works and moves in our lives. So this book is just, it's so fun. Um, I put some humor in there, but then you'll see these these real life design principles roving throughout mm-hmm. the book, with real women's testimonies that show pattern, for instance, playing out. And then I've always related that back to how God is redesigning us. So they really do complement and parallel each other. So it's such a creative way of presenting this concept of how God redesigns. And so I love how you used your creativity to put it together that way, because I think when when truth is packaged in a way that I can see and relate to something in everyday life, then it I remember it more and it, I can apply it better. So you've packaged this truth in a way that I can understand. Well, and like, for instance, contrast, you know, I was just thinking of that as you were talking. Contrast, as we know, is black and white. Right. And so designers will use colors that are opposing sometimes to create something that catches your attention. Mm -hmm. I relate that to the contrast within us. Like, man, girls, there's things that we know would please God, but gosh darn it, we have flesh, right? We have this kind of, (laughs) should we say, sinful nature that sometimes we do the things we don't want to. Right. (laughs) Romans 7, Paul talks about that, right? Like, I do the things I know I shouldn't do. So there's this contrast within us. But every time we see black and white, or a checkered floor that should remind us of this principle of contrast that even within God, he's a God of love, but he's also a God of wrath, but there's a reason for that. And there's a reason for the contrast that is in within us. And it's always, and I say this in all of the principles, it's always set the focus of our hearts back on the focal point of our lives, which is God himself, because every good design has a focal point. 
And so contrast, just like patterns, every time you see patterns, that will remind you of something about God as we lay it out in the book and so on and so forth. And so I hope that, that, like you said, those visual reminders will always, always draw the focus of our hearts back onto God. I love that. Makes me think of like when my kids were smaller, there was no focal point in my house. It was like there <laughs> were toys and there were like kids, like kids Everywhere. artwork. And then, yeah, when they became teenagers, it was shoes and baseball helmets and things like yes. there. Yeah, I, I feel like um, over life, God has gradually brought me to a focal point in my heart. You know, like I I've been all over the place and he's just keeps on honing and bringing me to a place where I look more like him. Therefore that becomes the focal point. That's right. And I love that. And you're right because he designed us to be worshipers, Mm -hmm. right? So we will worship something ladies in this world. And, and I pray anyone who's listening that you will join me and Michelle in deciding that that thing is going to be him. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we get busy, especially as moms or as working women. And our there's just so many distractions from social media to the politics, like, you know, the queen dying, you know, all of these things yeah. just buy our little hearts away. And he's mm-hmm. just, and he's not moving. He's the immovable God. He's unshakable. He's eternal. Like he's not going anywhere. And so when our hearts start to wobble, we can always fix our focal focus, focus of our heart and mind back on him who is unchanging. And so that's what these reminders are. And I just love that in the world of design, especially when so many of us want to beautify, whether it's our workspace or our home or our children's rooms, you know, remember like, oh, I hope the focal point of our home and our heart is always God. I think about how I've tried to frame videos for Instagram and stuff like that, where there's a mess behind me, but you know, I clear out the things and it's like, I'm not really portraying that authentic, you know, sometimes it's, I'm not really showing the real struggle that's happening. And so I want to be real about that. And you talk about hallway seasons. So I'd like you to unpack that metaphor a little bit for us and explain what a hallway season is. You know, it's so funny because that part of the book, you'll see these little vignettes that are sprinkled throughout the book. And they're like, teeny tiny devotionals in between the bigger chapters on these different principles. And so that vignette, it just kind of came to me one day as I was walking, I was in a different home at the time where former military, military people out there, you know, you have lots of homes. Okay. (laughs) As you keep moving all the time, but this particular home, I was just really stumped over this little stinking hallway. I had no idea what to do with it. It was just blank. It was just bare. It was just kind of blah. But one day I like literally just slid down the wall and just sat there. And I just felt like, man, this hallway looks like my life right now. (laughs) I was these in between two different seasons that the Lord was going to move me in in ministry and motherhood. And it just felt like I was missing out. Like everybody else on Instagram had the perfect this and the perfect that and the da da da. And I'm just blank and I'm just blah. And the Lord just whispered into my heart, but you know what? This is a special place to be with me because it's going to connect you to the next room that you're about to walk Mm. in. And right now these walls are blank and bare, but they are the open canvas, Tracy, that if you trust me and you wait on my timing, I'm going to fill these walls with new people that are coming, new events, new awards, new things that are coming, but they've got to be blank first so I can hang something upon them Mm. later. And that's, and so once you know that this is the one little vignette in the book that I get the most reader email on (laughs) and the most interview questions on, isn't that amazing that it was something that was so blah and seemingly so unimportant, but it is registering with so many of us Mm -hmm. as women because we feel this 
all the time. And I'm here to tell you girls that if you're in this in-between season where you're not sure where you're moving next, or you're not sure what you're supposed to do next, or you're looking around at the walls, you know, uh, figurative or maybe, maybe literal, (laughs) and they seem blank, know that God has them that way for a reason Mm -hmm. that he is going to, at one point, because he's a good God, because he's not done with you until you're, you're at home with him. Okay. If you're still breathing on this side of eternity, (laughs) there's going to be some more pictures that you're going to have to hang. There's going to be some more wards that are coming, but he's got you here to rest. He's got you here to heal. He's got you here to prepare you for whatever room you're about ready to enter in next. And so celebrate those hallways because God has a purpose. They are not unimportant. And so I always like to tell people blank or bare is a blessing. Yeah. And so if you can just remember that girls, like, hang on, cause you're going to get out of that hallway. Eventually he's not going to leave you there forever, <laughs> but go ahead and celebrate those. It really is a meaningful picture because I think, well, I'm in my basement recording right now, but upstairs I have a really long hallway. It's a ranch house. It's got four bedrooms oh. up there with a long hallway. Yeah. And I think about like, you can't over decorate that. It, no. I tried once. There were too many pictures on the walls. It's just, you can't. So yeah, that's a great picture. Because, and then if you put stuff in the hallway, as you know, you can trip over it. (laughs) If you're trying to get out. Like, so you don't want to clutter up your hall. No, no. And what what do we hang in the hallway? We hang portraits of what matters most, the Mm -hmm. biggest events, again, the celebrations, the trips, Mm -hmm. the travel. Um, And so, you know, I've always encouraged women, man, if you're really just feeling discouraged in your faith. There's another hallway. I did not mention this in a redesigned life. Um, but when I've given talks on this, I always go to chapter 11 of Hebrews, which is the hall of faith. Have y'all heard that one? And let me tell you the portraits of the people there. If you go back, you look at the life of Abraham, you look at the life of Joseph, for instance, some of these other people that were mentioned, there were periods in their life where it was pretty blah. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Joseph is just kind of hanging out in prison. Like, he doesn't know he's going to become, you know, the second in command one day. Abraham, all the wandering around, the father Abraham did, and three days to go up to the mountain where he's supposed to sacrifice his son. Hallway, um, you know, it's kind of like <laughs> look at all these people that were mentioned. Mm-hmm. We are not alone in the hallway. There have been many saints before. There will be many saints that are coming after us, ladies, that are going to have these periods of hallways, and it will increase your faith if you let it. It will increase your trust in God if you let it. Just let him work it out, but enjoy that hallway. This episode is sponsored by the Life Repurposed book. It includes stories of grace, hope, and restored faith from 34 women just like you. You'll find comfort, inspiration, and wisdom as they share their accounts of how they found hope and renewed faith as they've come through trials and tough times, including family struggles, infertility, health challenges, doubt, fear, human trafficking, depression, heartbreak, loss, and so much more. In these examples of forgiveness, starting over, renewed joy, fresh faith, and love and healing, discover inspiration to experience your own story of transformation. There are some thought-provoking questions to use for your own reflection or group discussion at the end of every chapter as well. If you'd like to know more about Life Repurposed, Stories of Grace, Hope, and Restored Faith, you'll find that at liferepurposedbook.com. That's liferepurposedbook.com.
just as you were talking, that made me think of the other part of design that we might find painful, but it's very necessary. Anytime that I've redesigned something, I have to clear out. Like I cannot start designing with all of the stuff that's in there. So what does that look like when you think of that picture for us as women? Oh, man. Um, That looks like God saying no. (laughs) That looks like God pruning Mm -hmm. and and cutting back um, because we can't make room for his yes um, without a no. And that's what I always tell women. If he has told you no, get ready for a yes because he's got to clean it out because you can't have everything in the room. You know, you just can't, nothing shows up. Um, And so sometimes that pruning, that cutting back, um, as you know, to repurpose something, you got to sand off all the Mm -hmm. original paint, that sanding. Oh, I'm sure that hurts the wood. You know, (laughs) it's not like the greatest feeling, right? Yeah, demo day. (laughs) Exactly. But that's always, always, always to make it better, to make Mm -hmm. it shinier, to make it stronger. And the same thing is with us. And so I talk about uh, in the emphasis that uh, emphasis is kind of something that pops in a room. So if you guys mm-hmm. can imagine just really quick, uh, wherever you're at, uh, like an all white room, you know, that, those are pretty popular right now. You've got the <laughs> white carpet, all the white fixtures, all the white uh, backsplash along the wall, whatever. But then imagine in the middle of that, maybe like a turquoise rug, mm. or maybe imagine on like a coffee table, just a bouquet of bright orange roses or red roses or tulips or whatever. Okay. That color, when you look at that all white room and there's that color, I call it the pop of color. That is the emphasis. That's what, again, draws your eyes to that. Well, with us ladies, we like to be an all red room. Okay. Mm. We like to be all (laughs) things to all people. Like, don't take anything from me. Like you just keep giving me God, just keep giving me, let's keep piling it in here, cramming it into my schedule, my kids' schedule. And we are like an all red room and I don't know about you, but I don't want to be in an all red room. No, everything is screaming at you. <laughs> I don't know what to look at. <laughs> exactly. You have no focus again. Where's the mm-hmm. focal point? And so God has said, daughter, I know you, because we women are all the same. Doesn't matter our age, state, whatever. We want to be everywhere because we're nurturers, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a beautiful thing. But let me tell you, he has given you and me a very specific pop of color or colors. Maybe we have two or three things that we're doing and whatever season we're doing. And so again, if he says no, it's not because maybe he's, a you know, he's definitely not a mean God, mm-hmm. not a vengeful God. He's not getting you back for something you did in 19, whatever, or 2000 and something. He's saying no, because this is not your emphasis mm. for the season. So no is an emphasis making thing. Yes. We might hear no because of a sin thing. I don't know. It depends on the individual circumstance, but usually it's because that's not our pop of color. And so in the book, I talk about King David and how you talk about a guy after God's own heart, right? We know, look at the Psalms. This man loved his God, but he wanted to build him a temple. And I, this is probably one of the only places I can remember where God says to David, no, Hmm. David had the finances to do it. He had the heart to do it because he knew there was no place for people to come and worship God. They were worshiping all these, you know, in these false uh, idol areas. And he's like, no, this is the one true God. He needs a house. I'm living a house. Why does my God have a house? So he had the heart and then Nathan, his advisor backed him. So he had the backing, he had the finances, he had the motive. And God said, no, Hmm. this is not your pop of color. You're a man of war. I have used you for other things, but this is going to be your son Solomon's pop of color. He is the one that is going to go build the temple. And David's response was very different than what Tracy Steele's response would have been. God, <laughs> David said, my God, my God. And he praised him and he said, who am I that you have brought me and my family this far? 
I'd have been like, hold the phone. I'm the king. Walk <laughs> off. Like, you know, right? But that was not his pop of color. And ladies, believe me, if, if you could come and sit at my house, I would tell you for hours how many times God has said no to me. Because I like to have ideas. I like, uh, I'm an extrovert. I go where all the people go. But God has repeatedly said, Tracy, this is not your pop of color. And after all these years of seeing the yes that followed that no and the other pops of colors, man, our God is so good. And Ephesians 3.20 applies here. He can do more than we can even begin to think or imagine when we submit to that no, trusting because of his goodness, because he's given us these pops of colors and these spiritual gifts that he's got a yes that is coming. But first, he's got to probably clean out (laughs) some of that stuff. Good stuff, Tracy. I love it. I could, I mean... This kind of creative banter, actually, I could, I could keep on going. Our listeners will be like, "Where are you going?" Because I, <laughs> I seriously, I think about the comparison yeah. and how I compare my life to someone else's, and how that's yes. like no different than if I look at someone else's photos of their house and think I right. could decorate my hundred-year-old ranch house yeah. to look like that. I can't. God has yeah. given me a different space. Yes, and 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 I always tell women, listen, what makes a home beautiful is not the stuff that's in it, but the hearts that are within it. Mm-hmm. And so I would rather have us be women of faith who spend 99.9% of our time developing our character, guarding our purity, being women of our word, redesigning the interior spaces. Okay. That do go into eternity mm-hmm. versus our living room that is yeah. so temporal And so what makes the home beautiful ladies is what is inside you, what legacy you are leaving your children. Now our children, that's a whole other podcast. We cannot (laughs) control them. We cannot, but we can try, right. (laughs) Instead of having to make the ranch into a New York suburban, whatever, don't do that. Be who you are in Christ. And if you are an eclectic vintage sixties, kind of decor person, then be that. You don't need to be Magnolia, whatever it is. Yeah. Okay? I just so, blank yeah. That's the thing though that I'm thinking of. Like I look at other people's lives or I or so- anyone else might look at someone else's life and think, well, look at Tracy. She's an extrovert and God yeah. created me nope. as an introvert. So nope. I'm not going to do all the same things in ministry that Tracy's going to because I'll burn out really fast. So <laughs> I have to do some things behind the scenes. I could awesome. really wear myself out thinking yeah. I need to have the same flourish no. that you do, Tracy, as an extrovert. So that's where I want listeners to hear that mm-hmm. God has designed you specifically and we can't compare to how he's designing somebody else because every one of us has our own beauty that he's bringing out. Right. And so pop, however, mm-hmm. chartreuse, yeah. yellow, black, white, pink, purple, find what you do. What other people have confirmed in you is your gift and do that. Don't be yeah. Michelle. Please do not be me. Oh, heavens no. My kids <laughs> would say, please don't be mom. Um, we all have our individual pops of color. And I think it was in uh, Romans 12 um, and maybe first Corinthians 12 as well, where Paul talks about the body and how within the individual bodies, there's eyes and there's arms and, you know, it takes all of us. We are all in the kingdom together. The table at the kingdom is large enough for everyone. 
everyone is welcome, no matter what you see on social media, girls, <laughs> all of us have individual parts to play. And I am so grateful for my introverted friends because they are so wise mm-hmm. and they calm me down all the time. <laughs> and, and I could not do what I do without them and hopefully vice versa. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, be you pop where God is asking you to pop. And when you do ladies, I'm not saying it's going to be pain-free. I'm not saying, yeah, a billion dollars is going to show up at your doorstep, but that piece that I talked about, it will be there when you are popping in the right season and you're not trying to be the all red room or trying to be somebody else. Man, I'm telling you, I think that's God's, one of his gifts to us is that joy. And we're just secure in him because we're not looking at other people. Mm -hmm. Focus of our heart. The focal point is him. Friends, the book that we've been talking about here is Tracy's book, A Redesigned Life, Uncovering God's Purpose When Life Doesn't Go As Planned. Now, I know as an author, Tracy, that sometimes when I write about something, God challenges me. Sometimes it's while I'm writing and sometimes it's after the fact. So after writing this book, has God given you some plans that didn't go the way you thought they were going to go? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, so it's so funny, like, you know, being type A as well. I I still like to try to control things, even though I wrote a whole (laughs) chapter about God's sovereignty and how he's all knowing how he's in control. Um, I had some plans right after COVID hit. Um, I thought I was going to come back home. We just was getting ready to uh, retire from the military after 20 years of service. And so my sweet husband said, where do you want to go? And I said, I want to go back home to Phoenix. And I kind of had this dream position at this dream place picked out and God opened that door miraculously. And there was this ministry position at this certain place where all of my, my people, my mentors, we got married there. Like, I just thought, Michelle, this is it. God has held this for Tracy Steele. You already all probably know where this is going. And I, obviously I can't get into the, all the details, but yeah. it fell, it fell apart. And uh, I would say, and I'm just going to be honest with you all. I love Jesus with everything in my being. I love studying his word. I love encouraging all of you. But last year was extremely, extremely dark mm. because when that dream died, I guess maybe I just didn't know how much of an idol it had become ladies. I didn't know how much of my identity again had gotten wrapped up in ministry, which is so weird to say, but it's true. We can be so busy doing things for God that we forget to be with God. Mm-hmm. Right. And we can let that title of minister or whatever usurp our ta- our title as forgiven or beloved or daughter. And I got it. It somehow wound up. And of course God could see that. And so I tried to make it work. Ladies, I tried all the tricks in the bag, all the training I had been given to make this thing work. And God just kept showing me over and over. Yeah. I let you live this for a little bit, but sweetheart, now I'm going to call you again to a different part of Phoenix, to a different ministry, to a different group of women. And you all like, it took months for me to get to a place where I was so broken and the peace was gone. And other people were noticing, like God started to verify, like, let it go. Mm. You love me or do you love ministry. And y'all like, I'll start crying right now. Like it was very, very difficult this last year to, to walk through that. Like why this was a good thing. There wasn't anything immoral that happened. There wasn't any sin things that happened. It just was time for me to go again. And my pop of color in that season was a very short one. I wanted it to be forever, but God said, no, I need you to go over here. And so now we're a year out from me being redesigned (laughs) once again. And girls, guess what? 
all these really cool God things are happening from mm. women accepting the gospel. This isn't anything that Tracy has done. I've just showed up at the coffee shop mm-hmm. and, and the Holy Spirit did the rest because that woman was ready to receive it. I could not have intersected with those lives. The things that he has done in my life, my family's life, my children are happier here. Like all of the things could not have happened had I kept holding on real tight to my plans and my design and my way or the highway. Um, And so next time God says, no, I'm going to listen a lot quicker, (laughs) but I always want to be open ladies open with open palms to say, wherever God, if this is six months, if this is 60 years, whatever, Lord, I just want to do what you have me to do. And so I don't know if any of you have ever had dreams that have fallen apart. It's okay as a Christian though, to be sad. I think Mm -hmm. I, I, Mm -hmm. people that gave me permission last year to grieve, I needed that. I needed that. I needed yeah. to be permission to be human, but not to stay there forever, to go back into God's word, to say, okay, you were faithful before you're going to be faithful again. You're going to provide for us again because you provided for us in the past. And God, give me your perspective. Now your designs, I want to hear them, God, because I'm letting go of mine. <laughs> um, and so that's some of the processing and the healing and some of the counseling and things like that, that I've been able to receive this last year. And now, as you can, I know y'all can't see my face, but Michelle can, and I'm just beaming from ear to ear, because I know that when God calls us to let go, he will have something else because he's that good. And because he's got more pops of color for me and for each of you too. So hang in there. If things are kind of falling apart right now, or you feel very discouraged, you hang on, grieve with your God, but also move forward with your God. And he will show you whatever next step it is when you're getting ready to come out of that hallway um, as well. Thank you for sharing that. That's really a vulnerable thing for you to share. And I think those are the moments that we can really relate to when we share those with one another. I was also thinking as you were talking that I wished Mm -hmm. that people could see your face because not (laughs) only could they see your joy, but you make some really funny expressions. (laughs) They could not see you cross your eyes at one moment. And I wish they could have. Because that would have been fun. <laughs> this is why I'm not a good card player. Because you just read everything on the face, you know. But oh, once I, I start that. talking about Jesus and life falling apart, apparently that's my like thing, my jam. So that's I'm with you, girl. Out. But I wasn't smiling a lot last year, and that's that's yeah. true, you know. But God was patient, and He was gracious with me, and I sought Him, and I and I asked all the questions, and I waited, and I asked Him again, and I asked Him again, and I asked Him again, and, and over time, ladies. As I mourned, as I got real, I didn't try to shove it down or stuff it or try to just move on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. Like I had to have that period of time. And he actually spoke to me a lot through Elijah, Elijah's story. If any of you know it, you know, this great prophet, right? And he went from the king, like given a prophecy to the Lord or to the king, a human king. And he went to this period where he was like literally in a desert. Maybe all commentators may think for 18 months completely by himself. And so I could relate to that part of the story, like to go from the action, to go from a season of mm-hmm. just excitement and new beginning and blessing to a season where it's like desert. And you're thinking, oh my gosh, does God like hate me? Was I kicked out of heaven? Did I? No, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. Um, God just had to prepare me for now. What is this season? And I needed to let go. This makes me think of friendships too. So maybe you can think of some things that like what's helpful for someone who's going through a season like you've just come through. We often have advice. We often have solutions and fixes. What did you find helpful from friends during that time? I needed some of them to cry with me. Mm, Yeah. You had said that um, they gave you permission to to grieve. Yeah. 
um, because they were part of this other place that I was leaving Mm -hmm. and they had Mm -hmm. waited all these years for me to come back Mm -hmm. and then to see me leave again, like it rocked everybody. Mm -hmm. And, and they cried with me and I thought, okay, if they're crying and I'm crying, like, okay, I'm not a weirdo. Like I'm not (laughs) overreacting. I'm not. And sometimes we just need friends are just going to sit with us. You know, Mm -hmm. like I think of Job's friends. Yeah, me too. All these horrible pieces of advice. You know, these friends couldn't fix it. Okay. They're not, they are a source of comfort, but they are not my comfort. Jesus is. And so just mm-hmm. simply sitting there with me cry, because they were devastated too. Like they wanted this for me. We all wanted this. And it just, it wasn't God's best friends that will do that friends that will let you express the things. And, and they would continue to send me, you know, maybe it was like a little verse or a little text, or they would send me a, a call or whatever, just to say, I love you. Mm. I trust God with you. Man, hearing that, like, I trust God with you. It, again, it, it made me feel like the, I think it was in one of the gospels where there was a paralyzed man and his friends lowered him down through the roof in front of Jesus mm-hmm. to be healed. He was on a mat and Jesus was like teaching and he saw the, the paralytic, but it was the faith of his friends. The gospels record is what healed the man. And I think some of my healing right now is because God saw the faith of my friends in that season the ones that were crying with me, the ones that were worried, the ones that were upset. And I think he honored that. And so friends that will pray for you, friends that will give you their presence. I think that right there, that's what helped me. So if you guys can do that, you know, I think sometimes we shy away from people when their lives are kind of not going away because we think, Oh, I got to have this. I got to have this advice. I got to know what step to tell them, what book to give them, what podcast. Yeah. Just kidding. You know, <laughs> that's always so tell them true, to listen though. to Michelle's, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's so true. People, yeah. Just be with us. Just pray with us. Just intercede with us. And right now, as I'm coming out of all of this, and God is opening up all these new doors, those same friends are right there cheering for me, because now they're seeing all the pain redeemed. Now they're seeing the yes come after all the no, and they've stayed the course with me. So friends that are loyal, I think, is another thing. Friends that will celebrate when you come out, because you will come out. That's also a gift. Tracy, this fits with redesign really well because I think about like, what if I had a group of my friends over to my house? Mm-hmm. I don't need them to all tell me what I, you know they think I should do with my house until I ask them, right? <laughs> what should I do with this corner? I know you have some ideas, mm-hmm. um, but you know there is nothing more intrusive than to have somebody come over and tell you that their version of something is how you should do something. So again, there's that tie in to what God's doing in our lives and to design. So uh, you've you've got me thinking all these great ideas. So where can somebody find the book, A Redesigned Life? Sure. Besides yeah, Amazon. Yeah, Amazon is always, you know, our yeah. first go-to these days. <laughs> you can always go to my website as well because I would love to just connect with you guys. Um, I love yeah. it when I love coming on podcasts. Y'all are my people. It's so fun. Um, but I love to hear from readers or listeners afterwards when they say, Mm -hmm. Hey, can you pray for me about this? I mean, I will do it. I will pray um, for you guys. If you guys have any questions or just tell me how is God calling you to pop in this season of your life? I'll celebrate with you. That's what (laughs) extroverts do. Well, Um, I will celebrate with you, but it's those kinds of connections. Cause as you know, doing this, it's like, we can't see you guys. We can't Mm -hmm. read your faces. We can't hear your stories. And so when you take the time to, to respond back to us and, and we're not looking for affirmations or anything like that, but just say, Hey, here's what God's doing. 
man, that is so powerful to us. And it reminds us of why we're doing what we're doing. And uh, we'd love to pray for you and cheer for you. So you can just go to my website as well. And that's uh, www.tracymsteel.com. And I'm mostly on Instagram these days, but that's just at Tracy M. Steel. Um, yeah, we'd love to connect with you guys. So. I will link in the show notes to that too, but I also want people to get your resource five tips to freshen up your heart and home. So when they go to your website, they can get that. Correct. When you sign up for my newsletter, um, you can get that. And it's just a little one page PDF that you can print out. And again, these are just simple tips. I've always got coordinating scripture somewhere on there, ladies, (laughs) to help you freshen up uh, your heart and home. It's real fun. Yeah. So that's a, that's a great resource. Signing up for Tracy's newsletter, getting the book, A Redesigned Life, Uncovering God's Purpose When Life Doesn't Go As Planned. I know that my listeners are going to love that because it really ties in with life repurposed as well. Tracy, as we wrap up, what would you like to leave as a, as a thought with our listeners? I know you've shared so many nuggets of wisdom, so there are already so many, but I know that you have more. (laughs) Um, You know, I just think right now, we were talking before we started recording that, you know, COVID was just one thing, but as we continue to age, life is always changing. It's just going to guys, if we're, if we're ever waiting for a season where things are not going to be shaking or things aren't going to be changing, Uh, it's just not going to happen. It's just not the world we live in. And so I just want to reiterate again, um, if there's any doubts in any of your minds, don't look at your circumstances, go back to the word of God, but our God is unchanging. So if your heart is wobbly, if your world is wobbly, just come back to God, get on your knees and pray. I know these are very churchy things to say, but they work. They're foundational. You pray, you get in God's word, you keep seeking the Lord in and out of the hallway. He will not move. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. These are not my words. These are his. And, um, that is just my prayer for you guys. Because again, I think as women, kind of like I said, at the very beginning, you know, I was looking to money. I was looking to men. I was looking to corporate success as a mom. I looked to my kids and their grades or their behaviors, you know, my house, the way it looks, my weight on the scale. Um, that's a whole nother podcast. Um, <laughs> but you know, we look at all of these things that are so fleeting. We, we just can't, we just can't. Those are great things. They're blessings from the hand of God. They're good things, but he is our life. And so keep him as the focal point and uh, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. I promise you that because he's faithful. Wonderful words of wisdom. Thank you so much, Tracy, for sharing with my listeners today and for just taking some time to encourage me as well. Oh, you encourage me. I just adore you. And thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Well, there you have it, friends. I hope you enjoyed Tracy's energy as she shared her story. I love that we're wrapping up this season talking about a redesigned life with Tracy. There is one more episode. That's going to be episode number 150 next as I officially wrap up season five of the Life Repurpose podcast. But that will just be a solo episode with me. So Tracy was my last guest for season five. If you're looking for the links we talked about in this episode, you will find those on my website at michellerayburn.com slash 149. There's also a transcript there. So you can grab that if you want to read through any of the things that Tracy shared. I'll have some quotes on there pulled out from this interview as well and a link to Tracy's website. So I will see you next week for the final episode of season five. You've been listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn. Check out tips, resources, and inspiration at michellerayburn.com to get the show notes for this episode. Each week, I share links to everything mentioned in the episode, graphics you can share, and guest quotes. 
before you go, which friend needs to hear this episode? Share a link with a note to invite them to listen.